You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, everyone. Karen here. Before we start our proper show, I just want to quickly say that our hearts go out to those who are affected by the Boston Marathon tragedy on Monday. Um, It's hitting us all in personal ways. And I do want to share a classic quote from one of our Good Job Brain heroes, Mr. Rogers. And he says, When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So a giant thank you to the volunteers, the policemen, and the medical staff. Thanks to those who helped, are helping, and will help. And in the spirit of helping, we donated all of our last month's sponsorship ad money to the two hospitals treating the victims, Massachusetts General and Tufts Medical Center. And our own co-host Chris actually went to Tufts University. And we're hoping you will help too, whether if it's through donations or just by thinking warm thoughts. Hopefully our little show today will also help by adding a bit of laughter, learning, and zest to your day. Crazy, crafty, cranial, creamy crawdads. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 58. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. And we are your hovering but handy hosts and hostesses. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. All right, let's start with our general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card, and you guys have your barnyard buzzers. Let's answer some questions. Blue Wedge for Geography. What spiritual leader's given name is Tenzin Gyatso? That is the Dalai Lama. Correct. I don't know if I pronounced that right, though. Tenzin Gyatso? Sure. Yeah, Gyatso. Pink Wedge for Pop Culture. Who turned down lead roles in An Officer and a Gentleman, Chicago, Forrest Gump, and Splash? Turned down? The other Tom Hanks. (laughs) Bizarro Tom Hanks. Uh, I I, I hate these questions. Like, I just don't. They don't interest me. You're not in the Hollywood. I I just don't care who turned down what role. Sorry, that was my little mini rant. Uh, All of which to say, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, he could have made a lot of money, right? Uh, Tom Cruise. Incorrect. It is John Travolta. Mm. The other's Tom Hanks. Wow. (laughs) He's shown some amazingly bad judgment. I know. Forrest Gump. To say, (laughs) no. No. But can you imagine him doing it? No. It might Tom Hanks did such a good job. Yeah. He did. Thanks. I'm sure sure you really appreciate it. Good job, Tom. You did such a good job. Tom Hanks. You should get an award. (laughs) Yellow Wedge. Why did John Jacob Astor... Isidore Strauss and Benjamin Guggenheim die together. Dana. The Titanic? Yes. They were lost with the Titanic. Purple Wedge. What award does the American Library Association give to the best illustrated children's book of the year? Ooh, is it the Newberry? Ooh, that's the other one. That's the best book. I was going to guess Newberry, yeah. Chris? (gasps) I know this one. Is it the Peabody Award? Peabody is journalism. Oh. 
Oh, Caldecott. Caldecott. Oh, yes. I always remember seeing that. The seal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So Newberry is best book. Caldecott is best illustrated book. Yep. Children's. Okay. Newberry is, is the writing and, and Caldecott is the drawing. Oh, for okay. That's a good one. That's a good okay. one. Because yeah. you good. always see the seal yeah. on the, yeah. the book covers. All right. Uh, Green Wedge for Science. What is a computer's modulator demodulator more commonly called? <laughs> A modem. Yes, and I didn't know that. Yep, yep. Everybody's like, yeah. Not that computers have those anymore. And what's funny, yeah, I mean, there are, yeah, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who have never owned a modem with their computer. Right, right, right. It's called that thing in my garbage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question, Orange Wedge. Before the New York Yankees became the Yankees in 1913, what were they called? Oh. Oh, You know, we have had this before. Yeah, it's not like the Knickerbockers, but it's something... It's, right, that's some old timey, I think. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Oh man, we have had this question before. I cannot oh, remember. Oh, we have, we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had this. it. We had it the other direction. I think it was so and so later renamed. I don't the know. The dandy cycles. Right. <laughs> the dandy horses. Right. Dandy horses. <laughs> what is it? The Highlanders. Yes, uh, that's right. Okay. And the re- I thought it was like oh because of a cultural thing like Highland yeah. Scotland. Mm. It's because they played at Hilltop Park, one of the highest oh. spots in Manhattan. Mm. Hence the name, huh. Highlanders. <laughs> it was 20 feet high. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Brains. And Woo! I'm sure loyal listeners remember that we did one show called The Man Show, where yeah. we talked about all things uh, brawny mm-hmm. and male. Mans. We're going to do the opposite. So this week is our woman show. Just want to do something special. For all the ladies in the world And the girls But don't forget them Caribbean Ladies Parisian Ladies Bolivian Ladies Namibian Ladies Eastern Oceanian Ladies Republic of Dominican Ladies Amphibian Ladies Presbyterian well, as a world-renowned expert in women, I would like to kick off the show with a, a simple quiz, just to you know, just to get the old brain juices flowing. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. And about famous firsts. So let me ask you guys, and if you don't, if nobody knows this, I bet you'll be able to puzzle this out. Okay. I ask you. Good. Who is Valentina Tereshkova? Valentina Tereshkova. I'm going to guess like a a ballet dancer. This is a a quiz about famous firsts. Valentina Valentina Tereshkova. Oh, I'm going to guess uh, uh. first woman in space. First woman in space. There you go. Exactly. Yep. Yep. See, I figured if we if I said it over and over again, some of you. (laughs) Um, 1963. It was not until 20 years later that. Sally Ride. The first American yeah, woman no, uh, who went to space went to space in 1983. Hold on. Did, Whoa, Chris. Did, did she come back safely? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, it wasn't like her and the dogs or her. Because that would have been saying Sad. something. Yes, yeah, she, she, came back, she came back <laughs> she, safely. She's fine. First woman to win an Academy Award as Best Director? Oh, oh. Uh, that was um, oh, what is the name? first one? Karen the... buzzed in. Ka- Ka- I know. Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. As everyone seemed to know, it was Catherine Bigelow. Oh, that was a trick question for the Hurt Locker. No, oh, first wow. woman to first... win Academy Award as Best Director. The first woman to win a presidential primary. First woman to win a presidential oh, primary. primary. Yep. Um, well, I was gonna say 
was it Geraldine Ferraro? It was not Geraldine Ferraro. Mm, Never yeah. ran for president. Yeah. First woman to win yeah. a presidential primary. Hillary Clinton. Hillary, Hillary yeah. Clinton. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the first woman secretary of state. Dana? Madeline Albright. Madeline Albright for William Jefferson Clinton. The first woman attorney general of the United States. Dana? Janet Reno. Reno. Janet Reno. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody gets Janet Reno. Just happened. Karen, yeah. the only time Karen has ever seen Janet Saturday Reno is John Goodman playing Janet Reno on oh. Saturday Night Live. I think. No, it was uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell? Oh, okay. The first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. Dana. Amelia Earhart. Yes. Finally, here's a question that I came up with, or something that I read about. This, this I felt was very interesting, and I wanted to ask you guys. Do you know who Virginia Dare is? Uh, what? I do. I believe Virginia Dare is the first person born in America. Born as an American citizen. Yes? No, well, sort of. First child born in the colonies? Was that the what it first, was? She is the first, importantly, she is the first, yes, she is the first child of English parents born, born in the colonies. In the colonies. Wow. Not the first person ever born in America. Sorry, yes, yes. Right, yes. But wouldn't, was not an American citizen because there was no America, but yes. Virginia Dare, first English child born in America. Born in the Roanoke County in what is now North Carolina in 1587. The whole colony actually disappeared. It's the, it's the lost colony. Yeah. Yeah, all they all they ever found was the word Croatoan etched on a post, and that's it. The it whole gives me the chills. It gives me the chills. Oh yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. yeah, it does. We yep. should do an episode. Yeah, but that's about that. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. that's that's who Virginia Dare is. Wow. That's definitely cool. one of those factoids that I've learned from trivia. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I can go second. I mean, unless you guys think it's weird to have the woman show start off with the two guys going first. Oh no, no, no. no, no. I'm uh, sure you guys have been examining and studying women all your lives longer than you think <laughs> i didn't mean that to sound creepy really. how, about, how about this i'll There's, say it patronizingly guys, yeah. gentlemen first <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome so uh i have some friends who have a little girl who loves pink and purple like everything that she buys is either some shade of pink or some shade of purple ironclad rule for her and so we got to talking about you know how much of this is nature nurture and of course you know we came to the conclusion well we think it's probably all nurture, nurture right it's all socialized into them to little girls to like pink what is the roots of boys get blue girls get pink you know and at least in america this is a, a very common thing you get the little babies in the delivery room they get the the girls get the pink outfit the boys get the blue outfit now i should say lately there's been a resurgent move toward more unisex baby clothes um green and yellow right yep yep gender <laughs> oh, neutral really? yeah yeah oh. yeah because so, i just i want a green one if i was born again yeah. as a baby yeah a little minty baby <laughs> that's right Mint baby. Um, if you're if you're born like again, Karen, <laughs> I hope it's as a baby. <laughs> oh, and then you can assign like Starburst flavors. So instead of genders, you can be like, oh, the lemon baby, the mm. lime baby. <laughs> Registerslemonbaby.com. But the, the really highly gendered association of pink is for girls, blue is for boys is not, not nearly as old as I thought. Wow. Um, it really, at least in America, this goes back to just about the 40s when it really Whoa. kind of started getting solidified. Huh. Uh, I'm drawing a lot of details here from a woman named Joe Pauletti, who's a historian and wrote a book called Pink and Blue, Telling the Girls from the Boys in America. And so one of the things uh, that she talks about is... You know, for a long time, you could dress colors interchangeably with boys and girls, and it wasn't really until around teens in the 20s that they started coming up with descriptors of, no, this color is for girls, this color is for boys, this is our guide to parents, and things like that. But it was opposite. It used to be that 
pink was the boy's color and blue was the girl's color no in way. America. Yes. And so there's a, this really interesting excerpt here. Department stores, you know, would have their shopping guides. And so like well into the 20s even, stores were saying, no, you should dress your boys in pink, your girls in blue. There's an article here. This is uh, from 1918 from Earnshaw's Infants Department. And this is a quote. The generally accepted rule is pink for the boys and blue for the girls. The reason is that pink, being a more decided and stronger color, is more suitable for the boy, hmm. while blue, which is more delicate and dainty, is prettier for the girl. Oh, man. <laughs> it's wow. like, it's it, The um, context and perception, all of that, it, it's so important, right? I mean, just the words wrapped around it, it's like, yeah, you're right, pink. You know, it's sort of like red. And Decisive. It's sort of like anger. Yeah. And, yeah, and blue is like, you know, like the delicate blue sky, so it's for girls. Yeah. It's a yeah. color. Well, it's sort of like, you know, we talk about the folk etymologies. It's like you reason backwards. Like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right, of course right, pink would right, be for the yeah. boys. Of course, yeah. It seems like by the time around World War II, again, at least in America, the preference had sort of flipped to what, you know, we today have sort of the gender associations of pink had become for girls, blue had become for boys. It could have gone either way. It could have been, it could have stayed pink for boys forever. It just happened that it settled on blue for boys at the time of the rise of just mass commercialism in the mm. 40s and into World War II. And to me, it sounds like the colors can be interchangeable whatever color you put in but it's like the the verbiage around it right you're saying oh pink is a decisive color and right, it's related right. to but then you can put in any color and you're like oh yes Neon yellow is a decisive yeah, color. Yeah, right, right. But it's yep. self-sustaining, too. Like, if you grew up as a little girl before even being able to remember that you were always dressed in pink, that you just take it for granted. It was just, that's mm-hmm. how it settled here in America. Mm-hmm. From pink to pink to blue for boys and blue to pink for girls. Right. And, you know, it went on this way for a while. When this really started to fade out the first time, the overtly gendered colors was, as you may not surprise you, in the 60s with the rise of the feminist movement and women's liberation. And a lot of mothers didn't want to buy into the, I don't want to socialize my kids that this color equals this. So they would start adopting a lot more unisex styles just as part of the ethos of the era and makes sense. And what some of the researchers who look into this think is that one of the reasons that we started to see a rise again in the 80s of highly gendered color clothing was prenatal testing and so that parents now readily easily you know average more and more average parents could afford to know the sex of the baby ahead of time and marketers could start getting you ready to start buying so again you know we were talking about the the shopping guides from all the way up through the 20s same thing now it's oh little girl on the way we'll get all the pink you Mm -hmm. know get all the pink decorations and vice versa it doesn't really matter what the colors were yeah if they can directly target you know a little bit more then they can make that more of a personal connection with the customer that's right and of course make more money (laughs) without saying yeah so i just thought that was really interesting it was one of those things like we take it for granted that it ended up the way it is wow so i have some Something interesting about clothes, uh, speaking of color and clothes, and actually right now as we're recording, I'm wearing a new shirt, and it's actually related to the thing I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I was going to pick a big fashion line or brand and research a little bit more about it for this episode. And I just kind of realized that in recent years, the company Lululemon has been blowing up. Like oh, this yeah. this whole idea of strong, athletic, and yoga inspired, casual, comfortable clothing for women is just a, a big thing right now. So so I decided to read more about Lululemon and I found uh this really kind of weird thing that happened recently. So one of its lines at Lululemon, you know, they they talk about making clothes out of 
you know, bamboo fibers and out of uh, different organic materials mm. and, you know, really yeah. like kind of hitting that, that whole organic Sustainable market Sustainable materials. Thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also like high-tech sports clothing. You're like, oh, this sounds like an exotic fabric and, and therefore it must be high-tech and it will improve my performance. So one of the lines is called Vita C, like vitamins, but with C, like the ocean. And the company says that it's made with seaweed. And the fabric, according to the product tags at Lululemon, claims that it, quote, releases marine amino acids, minerals, and vitamins into the skin <laughs> upon contact with moisture. Oh. What? Like my body is absorbing minerals as so, I'm wearing a shirt. It's a vitamin Whoa. shirt. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It's like a seaweed vitamin shirt. Hmm. So then I kind of dug a little deeper. The fabric provider is from a German company called Smart Fiber AG. And on their website, they talk about sea cell, which is the fabric uh, made out of seaweed. It can do this activation of cell regeneration, remineralization of the skin, protection from free radicals and detoxicating and purging effect. I was like, wow, sounds crazy for some sort of seaweed vitamin fabric. (laughs) So here's the controversy. The New York Times commissioned a laboratory test to see if this special seaweed shirt Uh or seaweed fabric does do magical things I talked about earlier. Let me guess. It does. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) The conclusion, of course, there was no significant difference in mineral levels between the Vita C fabric and normal cotton t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Basically, the labs found no evidence of seaweed in the Lululemon <laughs> clothing. So this was a, I wouldn't say a big controversy, but a controversy. And, and um, from the test, at least, we know that there is no magical minerals or whatever woven into the shirt who knows anytime anytime something makes a claim like encourages cell regeneration i'm like you know what yeah i don't think that's true (laughs) but it's like every t-shirt might encourage cell regeneration by by (laughs) rubbing against your body (laughs) causing your body to regenerate right right. gentle exfoliating properties well that's the thing (laughs) they say about they say about like you know if you see like an advertising uh, advertisement for a razor where it's just like oh it's exfoliating it's like well yes every razor in the history of man is removed dead skin from your body. Oh, just good marketing. If you run your hand across your face, you're exfoliating. (laughs) So, of course, finding out about this, I went to Lululemon and I wanted to see if they had any of the Vitacy stuff uh, still available. And I went to several stores and could not find one. (laughs) Finally, I found a shirt and it was on sale. So I bought it. I was like, oh, cool. I want this fake seaweed shirt. So I'm wearing my fake seaweed shirt now. Do I feel remineralized? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) It's very comfortable. I don't know. Maybe that's that's the whole deal. It's working. You know, that's maybe, maybe that's enough of a claim for a t-shirt is, hey, it's really comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I don't need yeah. it to regrow skin. It's okay. Does it look good? Is it comfortable? I'll buy it. But the- Grows random new body parts when you put it on. <laughs> Who asked for this? <laughs> she has a tail now, but it's <laughs> So actually, here, I have a quick quiz for oh. you guys. Hey. I'm going to say the type of fiber, the name of a type of fiber, and you tell me what is the origin of this fiber. So, for example, okay. I mean, obviously, if I say cotton, you're going to say it's from a cotton, cotton plant. plant. Oh. That was the worst. But you're example. not going to say that. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Cashmere. Sheep. Incorrect. Oh. Is it alpaca? Incorrect. Mm. Do you know? Goat word. Data is right. Cashmere is actually from goats, mm. not sheep. Mm. Known as the fiber of kings, produced from the soft undercoat of the cashmere goat. Yes. 
linen. Uh, that comes from flax, right? Yes, linen comes from the flax plant. All right. Where does angora come from? Llamas. Incorrect. Jeez, I don't know nothing. Is that is that a sheep? No. Incorrect. Rabbits. Yes. Oh yes. Oh. Angora, like uh, used in in mittens and gloves, it comes yeah. from the angora rabbit. Whoa. There is a goat also called angora goat. That's where mohair comes oh. from. When you talk about mohair sweater, that's from the angora goat. But when you talk about angora, that actually refers to the fur of the angora rabbit. Do you guys know where vicuña comes from? Oh, I've heard this. Well, a little trivia first. Uh, vicuña fleece is the rarest and most expensive natural fiber in the world. Wow. I think... Civets poop it. <laughs> <laughs> they make coffee and expensive fabric. Oh, I've, I've the heard poop this. fibers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They're cultured in the stomach. I'm gonna guess it comes from a small animal being so expensive. Uh, it must be no? actually no. It's it comes from South American camelids, which mm. are very similar to camels, huh. and is a relative of llama. Mm. Where does silk come from? Data. Silkworms. Yes. Yeah. They come from silkworms. Trick and question. Uh, here's something interesting. We're going to Nightmare Town a little bit. The Craig Biocraft Laboratories are trying to create, or actually did create, a silkworm that is genetically altered to produce spider silk. Why? <laughs> Why? We don't, we don't have enough spiders. they can. <laughs> They've okay. solved every other problem. <laughs> How do we get silkworms to make we... spiderweb silk? There's a name for the, the silk that actually comes out from these genetically altered silkworms. It's called monster silk. Yeah. That's what yeah, I thought it, it would be called. Yeah. Currently, right now, they have spun cocoons, a combination of silk and spider silk. Monster Silk TM. And this They've is for clothing? It's for... I didn't know about this, but Spider Silk is like the current gold standard for fiber strength. Spider mm. Silk oh, is one of the strongest right. natural occurring fibers in the world. Mm. So I think this whole kind of program of silkworms making Spider Silk is so that they can actually produce a lot of it. Mm. Right. Sure. Okay. Yep. If that's not crazy enough, there's another experiment or program uh, the National University of Singapore are in the process of creating what they call super silk. And this type of uh, super silk is 40% or more stronger than your usual silk. And, and basically, it could rival spider silk. And the enhanced silk is lighter than Kevlar and potentially can be used in body armor mm. or used for aerospace, what Kevlar is used. So, I mean, that is really the drive for experimental it's materials, silk. It's materials yep. science. So how do they make super silk, you may ask? Okay, read a lot of newspaper articles about it. At first, when they're talking about it, they're not answering my question. They would say things like, and I quote, in essence, the process can be inserted as a single additional step into the existing standard production processes of silkworm silk. That doesn't answer anything. So like, they're sort I of obliquely know... referring to like the process, but yeah. not talking about what the process is. 
So this is what they do. I Oh, man. So to make super silk, they expose the silkworms to an electric field Ooh. before they spin their silk. Oh. So what happens is it changes the way the crystals are lined up. Oh. So with the electric field, it makes them line up in a way that actually tightens the protein structure. It makes it stronger. So hmm. can you imagine <laughs> having a, a giant field of silkworms and then electrocuting them i can't imagine it yeah i could imagine <laughs> so there you go that was my journey in uh lady clothes research so yeah some crazy stuff <laughs> so is this shirt you're wearing this yes is a seaweed seaweed shirt. Shirt. This shirt. Right, i actually right. found it it took me a while oh, to actually find a seaweed shirt it's probably on sale because they're clearing them all out <laughs> yeah yes, exactly. they're a bunch of work. bullpucky aren't they <laughs> yeah all right let's take a quick break and a word from our sponsor Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, welcome back, and you are listening to Good Job Brain, and this week, we're talking about lady stuff. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about, we're celebrating, we're talking about ladies, and so I have a quiz for you guys. Uh-huh. It is called, Say My Name. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, <laughs> say my name, say my name. And I will give you the name of a band, and you tell me the name of a song that they wrote that has a woman's name in the title. Oh. All right. So they're... This is a big pool. Song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, right. no other clues. Just band. Just the band, and you think wow. of a song. And okay, all let's of, see. Yeah, all all right. of these songs are, are hits. But if you can name more songs by a band... Oh, yeah. We can yeah. keep going. Additional we can songs. keep going. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. We'll Making s- up our own rules on the fly. Why not? It's yeah. fine. It's loosey goosey over mm-hmm. here. All right. So the first one, this one came up for us recently. Plain white tees. Karen. Hey there, Delilah. Yes. All right. Derek and the Dominoes. Chris. Oh. All together. Layla. Layla. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. Chris. Adia. Yes. Oh, oh that's right. Uh, that's right. Wow. Chris wins the little affair part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the Beach Boys. Chris. Help me, Rhonda. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's one. Also one of them. Barbara Ann. Yeah. Bar, 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 oh, that's a name? I thought it was yeah. just, no, just no, no, no. nonsense no, words. Barbara Ann. How about this? Aqua. Oh. oh. Barbie. Or Barbie girl, right? Oh, not the woman. The look of disdain on your face. <laughs> I was like, like oh. Barbie something. Michael Jackson. Karen. Billy Jean. Yep. There must be more. Yeah, he must Must have more. more. Yeah. But I can't. Oh, Dirty Diana. Oh. Very nice. Wow. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Chris. 
Is, is this Danny California? Yeah. How about the Goo Goo Dolls? Karen. Iris. Yep. Oh, right, right. I thought they were singing about the eye. Uh-huh. How about Dolly Parton? Oh. Oh, oh. Chris. Jolene. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a, a good music round song, that yep. one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Little Richard. Uh, <laughs> good golly, Miss, Miss Molly. Molly. Yeah. Uh, Prince. Chris. Man, I can think of a few, yeah. Oh, uh, Darlene Nikki. Yep. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Chris. man. I know. Just, just do all of them. I know. Yeah, okay, well. Let's see if okay. you can name all of them. Oh, okay. Well, all of them. I don't know about all of them, but, um. <laughs> the hits. Uh, Rhiannon. Yeah. Uh, Sarah. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I Those were the two I, I got. Rhiannon yeah. and Sarah. Okay, there we go. Nice. Cool. How about Toto? <laughs> Rosanna. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Africa. <laughs> <laughs> the motherland. Sure. <laughs> like, the police. Oh, uh, how, about, how about the knack? My Sharona. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. I saved this one for last. They have a lot. Oh, here we go. The Beatles. Uh, (laughs) Eleanor Rigby. Oh, we'll go around the table. Okay. Yeah. Eleanor Rigby. Michelle. Yeah. Uh, Dear Prudence. Yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. (gasps) Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's to me, huh? Yeah. Penny Lane. Yes. Well, that's not a person's name, though, Uh, in the song. Right, it's a a place. Yeah, sure. Oh, man, I'm absolutely blanking on this. There's so many. Um, Oh, I got a good one. All right, I'll skip. Lady Madonna. Yes. Oh. Julia. Yeah, that's a good one. John Lennon. Hey, Jude was to a boy. Boy. It's not a woman. Yeah. You want to hear more of them? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Ballad of John and Yoko. Oh, Oh, of course. Carol. Clarabella. You got Dear Prudence, Dizzy Miss Lizzie. Uh, got Eleanor Rigby. Oh, I can know. I know one. I can read. Polythene Pam. Yes, Abbey yes. Road. Yeah. All right, I got yeah. one in there. All right. Uh, lovely Rita. Mm. Oh, lovely Rita. Of course. Yeah. Lucille, Maggie May, mm. Martha, my dear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. And Sexy Sadie. Sexy uh, Sadie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Man, so many in there. They liked singing about the ladies. They sure did. Yeah. Good job, you guys. That was good. Thanks. No, that was fun. I have an exciting quizzical segment for you all. You sound excited. I'm thrilled. <laughs> all right. The theme of this is things that only women know or mm. things that tend to escape the, the view of guys, but the things that may come second nature to a lot of women. And of course, to find huh. this out, I asked my fiance, Regina, and I said, ask me a bunch of questions that women know, but guys may, may or may not know the answer oh. to. So Regina wrote, so, Regina wrote this quiz. Well, Regina wrote this quiz, but uh, the concept of this quiz is not, can do you know the answer? The concept is, when she asked me the question, did I get it right or not? So I'm going to ask these oh. questions, and I'll ask, I'll ask oh, Colin okay, these okay. questions oh. to see if Colin can get the oh. women questions. If he can't, then you guys can chime in with the answers. Okay. But really what I'm asking the two of you, Karen and Dana, is when I was asked this question, did I get it? <laughs> Right or not. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. So here we go. All right. I'll ask Colin this question. What are espadrilles? Oh, okay. <laughs> what so, are espadrilles? Espadrilles, they're like, uh, they're shoes. They're flats. That's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. Good <laughs> they're, they're Did I get this right or not? No. 
I did get I, oh, I think you would have got it. I got espadrilles. Okay. They're made out of jute or like hemp in yeah. the sole, like woven mm-hmm. braided sandals. Colin, where does mascara go? <laughs> it goes on your face. No! <laughs> More, specific. More specifically. Uh, it goes mascara? on your eyelashes. Okay. Did yeah. I get this right? Yes. yes. No, I blew this. Oh, where did you no, think it went? You know, you know what I said. I said, "Oh, it goes on your uh, eyelid." It's some kind of tampon. I said, <laughs> "I got it." I got it confused with eyeshadow, and I said, "It goes on your eyelid." Oh, okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> what? Name any two members of the Backstreet Boys. Oh my goodness! First names only is just fine. I can name all of them. Yeah. Not asking you, uh, man. Any two members of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, you only have as much time as I had. Was that the one Justin Timberlake was in, or is that no. in sync? Then I can't name any. No. Okay. Um, they are AJ, Howie, Nick, Kevin, and Brian. Did mm. I get this? Yes. No. I did not get this. Well, did you get at least one? <laughs> I did not get any of them. Wow, not even Nick Carter. Not even Nick Carter. Okay, name two members pretending. of NSYNC. Okay, that is uh, Justin Timberlake, uh-huh. yeah. uh, Joey Fatone. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, I, I, can, I used to know a third one, too. Lance Bass. Oh, there you Prince. go. That's All right. right, there All we right. go. JC Chazé. Okay, yeah. so the question is, did I get this right? Yes. yes. I think I did. I did get this right, and you know why? Regina said this. You know the individual members of NSYNC because they broke up mm. and they had solo careers. Yeah. And so oh. that's why those names got out there. But the member the individual members of the Backstreet Boys That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I get like Only I, one of them did. I had a vague recollection that there was a person called Nick Carter, but other than that He's no. the only one. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. totally miss it. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the group of popular girls in the movie Mean Girls called? Oh What uh, is their click? They name? were the Queen Bees, yes? I don't know. What what were they? The plastics. They were the oh, plastics. Wow. Yes. Now, did I get this right? Uh, yes. It all comes down to how recently Chris had seen the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I did get this right. Nice. I'm in a long-term relationship. You have to watch Mean Girls a lot. <laughs> what are the four C's, Colin, of diamonds? Oh, okay. Four C's of diamonds. It's uh, cut, clarity... Oh man, uh, cut clarity. Jeez, I I don't There's know. There's one that you're gonna kick yourself if you yeah. don't get. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, man, I don't know. I I'm blanking. Carrot. Oh, cut. And, of course, carrot. Cut clarity. Carrot. Wait. Color. Oh, color. Cut clarity. Carrot. You got the two hard ones. All right. Did yeah. I get this right? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna you say are. yes because you just got engaged. Chris that likes, is true. Yeah. <laughs> and you like appraising things. That is, yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. <laughs> Dana, <laughs> yes. Gold star for Dana and Colin. Yes. Yeah, it's good to know like okay, well, where on the on the clarity scale can the human eye stop telling the difference between, you know, you're different like, colors and different colors? Optimize at like one below. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not paying for things she can't see. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what actually is a carrot? Like, I know it's weight, but, like, what is the weight equivalent? Oh, equivalent. the, the, like the how weight of uh, what is one or... carrot, right? Yeah. I, I think I remember reading this once, that it's it's one of these old, old, old historical weights. I believe it was one carrot was the weight of one seed Whoa. of... God, it was. I mean, it was like a carob seed or something. It was. It was the seed of one plant huh. that was so regular and uniform that you could almost use that as a standard. Hmm. I think I remember reading that. Okay, so I'm looking it up right now, and I'm sorry. Carrot actually is not weight; it is mass. Well, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Carrot 
is a unit of mass equal to 200 milligrams. Right, but that means it's been standardized now. Historically, it did have a it meaning. Was a seed. There was yeah. a seed that was it, 200 milligrams. I'm pretty sure. That's yes, actually, you are right. Uh, came from the Greek word, and it meant carob seed. All right. Hey. Hey. You got it. Yeah. Good job, Brain. It was a unit of weight. Yep. Wow. Um, who is the star of the movie Miss Congeniality? Remember, this is just for oh. Colin. Oh, uh, that was uh, uh, Sandra Bullock? It is yeah. Sandra yeah. Bullock, yes. Did uh, you get it right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You seem so surprised when he got it right. It makes me think you did not get it right. I actually did get it right. You did? Okay. Yeah, it was another one of those movies you just got to watch over and over again. Cable staple. Yes. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. How about this? What is a peplum? I don't know peplum it's cracking karen up though man i don't know i this is a hard one i don't yeah. know. This is hard i don't even Whoa, think i don't even oh. think this has come across my consciousness karen what is a peplum well i'm gonna first say that you got it wrong i got what wrong the, that you didn't know what a peplum was. i did not know what a peplum was. okay no no peplum is i'm not really even sure how to describe it so they're these flaps that kind of show up on the top of a skirt so it's almost like a a super mini skirt above your skirt. Huh. It's, it, it's it's very big in the eighties. I read it was an overskirt attached to the bottom of a garment, like a like a shirt or a blouse or a top, oh. but has a small skirt basically attached to its hem, like a really large hem. When they say a maxi pad has wings, oh. what do those wings do? They wrap around the edge of the panties to hold them in place. Yes. And and I believe some of them also... Oh, sorry, we don't need to get Wait, into... That's... Let you fly? Yes. <laughs> You've discovered our secret. I used to watch The Flying Nun, and I'm pretty sure that's how she did it. <laughs> she put a maxi pad <laughs> on her head. <laughs> and, it does kind of look like that. And that is correct, but did I know that? Yes. Yeah. I did know that. You live with yes. a lady. Yeah, you know, yeah, but I don't really put maxi pads on panties a lot. Um, not that often. Right. Not that often. Sometimes. <laughs> not not yet. You this use you use a you use a curling iron to curl straight hair. What do you use to straighten curly hair? Oh, well, I mean, there's crimping iron. That's not it. Um, is it just called a flat iron? I don't know. Straightening yeah. it? Yeah. is yeah. Oh. just called a flat iron. Okay. Wow. Well, I, that was me just guessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pulled that out Intuitive, of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I get it right? I hope so. Yes. No. I'm going to say no that you overthought it. You are correct. I what said, I said, I don't know, hair flattener? <laughs> no. It's a flat iron. She said hair straightener. Yeah, I would that, have given it yeah, to you. Yeah, okay. straightener works yeah. too. Because they're not necessarily, <laughs> not to go I did not, super yeah, detailed. It, they do say hair straightener. So uh-huh. the thing is, the flat iron is actually made out of metal. It's like an iron. But there's also ceramic hair straighteners where the plates are ceramic instead of metal. Huh. So then so they you can't call it an iron. You can't call it an iron. Uh, so it's a hair straightener. Oh, okay. Fascinating. That was interesting. Hmm. Um, what does it mean to French a lamb chop? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> French lamb chop. What does I, it mean to French a, a lamb it, chop? Is it filleted or stuffed with something? I don't know. Man, that's two answers. Okay, uh, I will say it's uh, you. You um, you you cut it into a fun pattern. No, you kiss no. it <laughs> you <laughs> with tongue. With tongue. <laughs> 
No, I actually don't know what that means. You don't know? Isn't it, it a cut? It is when they cut all the connective tissue and everything away from the ends of the bone. So you have the lamb chop and then the bone coming out. Oh. Uh, okay. okay. I think you knew it. You knew it. I didn't know that. You did I had not? no idea. No, I was like, I don't know. Is he cut it? Oh, but you're oh, like a, a foodie. No, didn't no. know that. Time. French lamb chop. <laughs> and finally, importantly, who is the star of the movie Legally Blonde? Oh, oh uh, Reese Witherspoon. Okay, well, yes. you got that. You that is that one of my wife's all-time favorite I, movies. I, That's I, one see, I've seen many see? times. Yeah. yeah, I knew that, of course. Yes. Would not have known that years ago. <laughs> Would have had no idea. Would have told you, quite frankly, to go to heck. Legally Blonde <laughs> is a good movie. It, it is. is a good movie. It is. It is. Good movie. It is. <laughs> Good. We're gonna get a little. That's good quiz. I like that. Oh, thanks. Surprising what I know and don't know. Yeah, it is. I'm going to read you guys a short list of invented words, and I want you to try and tell me what you think these words were invented for. Oh, okay. (laughs) Heesh, kin, shem, g, hesh, they, tay. These alphabetical letters. They do. They almost sound like Hebrew letters in the alphabet. They do. These are all words that have been proposed as gender-neutral pronouns oh! in English. Oh, okay. Say it again. Say it again. These are uh, heesh, kin, they, shem, ji, like z-h-e, uh, po, hesh. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Wow. And in English, uh, we have he and she, mm-hmm. his and hers, and it's a problem because we don't have gender-neutral pronouns. But you mean gender-neutral singular pronouns? Because uh, yes. Because it them they those are all pronouns right good point that's right right he he, she his hers is really what i'm talking about that's right and where it really becomes a problem you know chris as a writer i'm sure you run into this all the time the problem is how do you write in a gender neutral way because you know most people historically (laughs) they'll use he for singular but the problem is that as you say because those are singular it's not grammatical to say like each person should pick up their own paycheck. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not grammatical because there is plural. Is plural. Right. right. Now, this is not a new problem. This has been, I mean, almost <laughs> yes. the entire history of English, how to deal with this, can sometimes lead to some really awkwardly constructed sentences. Mm. Each person must pick up the paycheck sent to that person, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. or you can say like one must one, never. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, it gets really tortured and Her complicated, him. but just to show you that this is a thorny issue in English and mm-hmm. there's not really any one clear answer that is satisfactory to everybody. Where it really interests me is where it comes into the intersection for the purposes of this show to equality and rights in American history. So I want to talk a little bit about Susan B. Anthony, who I think by any measure was pretty awesome lady and did a I lot. I know she's on a coin. She is on a coin. She was one of the primary figures in uh, women's suffrage. suffrage. Okay. That's right. And did a lot of things to really advance the cause of women's voting rights. So let's go back to 1872. Uh, so now the 14th Amendment had recently been adopted, which granting free rights to freed slaves, basically saying that all laws of the land apply to all people. Now, one of the problems with this is that the law of the land after the 14th Amendment, a lot of people didn't think that this applied to women. They're like, oh, the 14th Amendment, yeah, equal rights for everybody as long as they're men. And of course, this is understandably infuriating to <laughs> someone if you are working for women's voting rights. So as part of an act of civil disobedience, Susan B. Anthony and many other women registered and voted in the 1872 presidential election. Okay, And they were not technically allowed supposed by law to. to do this. That's right. They were not supposed to. The women had not been formally given the right to vote. So to attract attention to the 
cause. She voted and publicized it. And a couple weeks after the election, she was arrested. She was arrested for voting and put mm -hmm. on trial. And this was really kind of her goal was to get on trial, partly to get a oh. much broader stage. Yeah. And she was, in fact, a very gifted speaker and would do speaking tours all around promoting her views on women's voting rights. So while she was on trial for voting, the focus of the trial really comes down to rights and civil rights. So frankly, the trial sounds like a farce. It really, the fix was in from the beginning. The judge ordered the jury to find her guilty. The judge would not allow her to testify. The judge had... Oh, trying to shut her down The judge the had statements that she had made entered as testimony on her behalf. I mean, it was farcical. Hmm. But one of the real legal underpinnings trotted out at the time for, like, why women should be allowed to vote is like, oh, it, it comes down to, well, the law says he and him. Therefore, that means men. I mean, this was a legitimate argument oh, okay. put forth by people at the time. I mean, it sounds so crazy now. She made the point that, well, there is no she or her or hers in the tax laws either. So women don't have to pay taxes, right? Oh. And there is no she or her or hers in criminal offense statutes. So Smart. women don't have to be tried for crimes, right? You can probably guess how oh, well snap. that argument went over. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was just such a great inversion, just such a great rhetorical, yeah. um, not trick, but just such a great rhetorical position to take. For the record, she was found guilty. And for the record, she did not pay her fine till the day she died. <laughs> Really? Wow. She the refused ironic. to pay the fine. If she paid it with the coins that have our picture on it. Right. <laughs> well, there it, you go. Keep the change. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. In a final bit of irony and insult to injury, I, I did uh, read one account of this trial that said that her lawyer actually went and paid the fine for her as a matter of being chivalrous. And it's like, oh, oh dude, oh. you don't get it. You just don't understand. No. You just no. don't understand. He was trying to help, yeah. but no. No. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. <laughs> The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Right. That was a pretty big cornucopia of uh, women facts and, and questions. I'm so happy the word espadrille came up. I don't think I've heard that word in a really long time. No problem. That's awesome. And uh, I have a last quiz segment for you guys. And we haven't done a music round in a while, so I thought I'd bring back the music round. And of course, since it's my music round, it There's is themed. Theme. Of course. Theme. Yep. There's a theme. Try to figure out the theme. And in music rounds, what I generally do is I'll play a short segment of a song, and you would have to identify the artist, whether if it's a singer or a group or a band performing the song. And the theme might be in the title of the song or actually in, in the performer. Here we go. Let's start with number one.
Dana. Radiohead? Correct. Mm. Radiohead. The Dana. song is oh. My Iron Lung. Okay. Next one. Was that Bubba Sparks? <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Sparks with three X's. Bubba Sparks song. Uh, is that uh, country or what was it? I don't remember the name Ms. of New it. Miss New Booty? I don't yes. know. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. New Booty. Ms. Ms. Right? Ms. Empowered Ms. New Booty. <laughs> uh, featuring the Yin Yang Twins. Next one. Stop Look and listen, baby. That's my philosophy. Yes, it is now. It's called rubber necking, baby. But that's all right with me. Some people say I'm wasting time. They don't really know. I like what I see. I see what I like. Chris. Elvis Parsley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then the oh, theme we should do is a, vegetables. We should do a quiz on like oh puns with oh, oh Elvis okay. Parsley. Okay. Oh, that'd be good. Is that uh, it? It is. It oh, is oh. Elvis Presley. Okay. Rubber necking. Yes, rubber necking. I think I know the. I know the theme. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> High five. Colin does too, right? Next song. Do you? Flaming Lips. Yes. Do you realize? Do you realize? Yes. Big hit for them. The Flaming Lips. Do you realize? And the last one. Tell me something that'll save me. I need a man who makes me alright. Tell me something that'll change me. I'm gonna love you with my hands. Dad, show me your teeth. Tell me when. Show me your teeth. Open your mouth, boy. Show me your teeth. Show me what you got. Show me your teeth. Lady Gaga. Yay! Do you know the song? Teeth. Yes! Nice. And the theme is, everybody? Body parts. Parts of the body. Yes, body parts. We got Teeth. Teeth. By Lady Gaga. Radio we got Head. Radiohead. Radiohead. Oh, and oh okay, all right. Yeah, that was a twofer. double. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ms. New Booty. I guess booty is yeah, not booty. really a... A technical term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You won't find that in many medical manuals. Yes. <laughs> the no. booty diagram. <laughs> Do you realize by the flaming lips, lips and Elvis Presley and rubber neck? neck. In. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good, good job. job, you guys. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learn a lot about uh, different fabrics, uh, pronouns, Susan B. Anthony, what 
a peplum is. <laughs> yeah, I learned something. <laughs> and songs with women names in them. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And check out our sponsor at bonobos.com. And also join us on Twitter and on Facebook, too. We have a lot of fun on that, too. So see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. See Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.